Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode number 215. This episode, I'll be talking about the weekly what-have-yous for uh, what was it, the, the, the week of the 22nd of July, 2020. I'll be talking news and uh, hot books and spoilers and all types of good shit. All types of good shit. So, uh, stay tuned, let's raise a glass to some motherfucking comic book stuff. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit of news to get started, a little bit of drama. A little bit of he said, she said, bullshit going on in the comic book industry. Tom King. Eaton Crow. Insert foot here. <laughs> so Tom King comes up. Uh, and we know we got some, so he, he announced his Rorschach thing. Well, it's not really news at this point. I guess it might be, but yeah, Tom King's doing a Rorschach book. Well, DC puts out a teaser variant cover for it, done by Jolly. Now, aside from the, the very questionable image that we're looking at, <laughs> what the fuck am I looking at? Uh, there, there's, there's, there's some drama. Tom King comes out and says, look here, motherfuckers. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is not a cover for, uh, Rorschach. I don't support, er, bigots and whatnot, and, you know, fucking Jolly is a comics gator through and through, and bloody 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 blue. Well, here's the deal. Turns out, Jolly is not uh, affiliated with Comicsgate. And, uh, <laughs> Tom King be looking stupid, yo. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's beef. There's beef. Tom King says that he reached out and everything's cool. Jolly says, nah, dog. <laughs> we ain't cool. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is getting sticky. It's going to make for a uh, a hot cover when that cover comes out. I tell you what. A controversial cover, somebody say. Uh, Alright, so that's that's the first bit of news I got there. Next bit of news. Um You know what, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end it with good news. So let's let's get the the uh oh shit out of the way. <laughs> uh I said last week IDW's uh publisher stepped down to pursue other projects and they've already appointed a new publisher, being Judd Myers. But five days in, he gets asked to leave. He gets put on administration or administrative leave. 
when we, we, <laughs> like me, when, when the, the media reached out to ask why, why would somebody do that, why, they said no comment. So kind of makes you go, hmm. In the meantime, yeah, they've already got somebody to step up interimly in the interim. So there you go. Uh, uh-oh, IDW. Might have made a bad, sticky decision there. Who knows? Who knows? Probably not good, though. Probably not good. Um, next up. Things are about to get really confusing with the FOCs, guys. I know I just recently started preaching about the FOCs, the way they should be approached about. <laughs> uh, preached on. But... Here's the dealio. Uh, DC continues to shake things the fuck up. I don't like it. I don't like what they're doing here one bit. Uh, they are moving the FOC cutoff day of the week from Monday evening to Sunday. Now, this is a pain in the fucking ass. So some may think, well, that's not a big deal. It is. It is a big deal. Uh... <laughs> It's a big deal in a lot of ways. It, it, shops that put out newsletters containing these FOCs. Now, keep in mind, the FOCs are noise, they're not finalized immediately. Once the FOCs go up, they're bound to change. And this, I mean, <laughs> proven it with this podcast. Three Jokers has been on there at least twice now. So, yeah, man, it's a... Uh, it, it makes for a big pain in the ass for shops more than anything. But it makes it a little bit more difficult for us as readers as well. Because now we have one less day. We've got to rush that much sooner. Why, just because you're putting out your books on Tuesday? Well, here's the deal, DC. Most people aren't getting their fucking DC books on Tuesday. They're getting them on Wednesday with the rest of the human beings out there. So, uh, fuck, man. I love reading DC, but as far as their... Their business standards right now. I'm not a fan of it. Now, I know that there's some. There may be some going. Well, that's hypocritical of you. And in the past, you were all for this. And um, yeah, sure. I was. I was for Diamond not being the only one. Uh, I I know this is shitty timing right now, but at the same time, if you're gonna fucking step boundaries, and kick the leg out, if maybe not a couple of the legs out from underneath this very wobbly table that is the comic book industry, you better come with fucking, <laughs> you, you better know what you're doing, man. You, you, you better not be pissing everybody off left and right. You know, you wait a year or so to make moves like this, to, to, to shake things up, but I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do, DC. I'm telling you, I'm really standing by my notion that DC does not have confidence in their print anymore, and they don't want to be the first ones to bow out, so they got to make sure others suffer in the meantime. And what I mean by that is that other publishers... Oh, man. Other publishers got to deal with this bullshit, too. They do. And they think, well, how is Scout affected by this? Well... Now, when people go to look at the final order cutoffs, they go to look at DC first, because that's the first order due-in. Um, or maybe this is already it is, but the fact is, is this could change the order of operations for a few people, and a few people not picking up something they normally would have because, some, because DC has to take their ball out of the sandbox and go home. That, that, that's just that's just shitty. That's all I'm saying is it's shitty. I'm not saying boycott DC. I'm not saying that. I still fucking read DC. When it gets to me, I read it. But as far as their business practices right now, uh, Jim Lee, man. Jim Lee, buddy. Get off of those AT&T puppet strings. You're better than this. Don't have your face chiseled off of the Mount Rushmore of comics. Don't let that be your legacy as the first guy, well, probably not the first guy, but the biggest name to have your face chiseled off of the Mount Rushmore. And it's just, don't do it, man. Don't do it. So, FOCs now due on Sundays for DC. Uh, how am I going to format my FOC poll list priority episodes? We'll find out in a couple of days, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, good news good news. There's always good news revolving around Tom Taylor. 
That guy just knows how to make people happy in this industry. Tom motherfucking Taylor is doing some teasing again. <laughs> Dude, he's just such a fucking beast with these out-of-continuity stories, man. I mean, he proved it with injustice. And then, I mean, we see it with Deceased continuously. Then we've got Marvel's Dark Ages coming up. But he's, he's this teaser, man, he's coming back to Deceased. Or not Deceased, uh, Injustice. I don't know anything. He's just teasing it literally letter by letter. And fuck, man. And you go through, I get on that DC Universe app before that motherfucker closes down. And I need to get in and through Injustice. Uh, it is the only video game that I still play to this day when I do decide to pick up a video game. And <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just fucking. This is great storyline. Storytelling. Visually fucking kick ass and different. Injustice is the shit. Thank you, Tom Taylor. Now, uh, that's the news. Like I said, we're going to end on good news. Tom Taylor, good news. Kind of good news. Now, let's, uh, let's speculate, shall we? Uh, let's speculate on some books. This is the speculation lottery segment. Ding-ding. So I don't have any, like, fucking fancy segment music or segue music or anything. It's just you're going to have to listen to me fucking say, and this is next. Uh, <laughs> uh, I put out three episodes a week. How much time do you think I have to produce these motherfuckers? Based off what you've heard, probably not a lot. Huh? <laughs> All right, speculation lottery. These are books that could potentially gain some steam pick up over the over time or maybe they're already just on fire on ebay i don't know but that's the point of this segment um we're gonna start off with this week's shazam we got a first appearance of the oh i forget what they actually call them but it's like the monster land big bad crew type of people that mr mine brings in it's a team appearance is what i'm trying to say Team appearance. What's the name of that team? Uh, Monsters of the Magic Lands, maybe? That sounds about right. I don't know. But you get it. You get it. So, uh, yeah, it could be a thing. Not really seeing a whole lot of eBay movement right now on that book, but you never fucking know. Sometimes it takes years for a book to kick off. Um, in this week's Empire number 2... Uh, not really a first appearance type of thing, but a, a, an event happens. And uh, Carol Danvers becomes a Cree accuser. And I'll get to the details of that uh, later. But right now, that's a thing, man. That's a thing. Uh, from the Amazing Spider-Man Sins Rising Prelude... We go through and we do the origin and whatnot, and we get the uh, the supposed first Sin Eater, which is like this supernatural whatever. So it precedes the Sin Eaters that we've all known and loved, or hated, uh, to be more accurate. But, um, yeah, no, fucking little uh, supernatural Sin Eater. Could be a big deal. We're doing this whole Sin Eater arc right now, and with Kindred being a thing, and... I don't know, man. I don't know. This could be the, a real build-up to to Kindred more than anything. So, But regardless, I, I, I picked up Sins Rising for speculation's sake. Um, and then uh, an indie la, uh, spec book. Now, we... <laughs> just chew. Chew number one. It's the first appearance of Saffron Chew, Tony Chew's sister... It's uh, the breakout issue of the, the, the spin-off series. Not so much a spin-off series, but it is kind of a spin-off series. Uh, yeah, man, this is, this is fucking good stuff. I love it. I love it so much, and it's definitely worth picking up at least an issue or two of this. If you are in it for speculation's sake. If you pick up more than one, you gotta read one of them motherfuckers, because this shit's good. We'll get to that later, though. And uh, that, that's really all I had for for the lotto last week, for speculators. Um, you never know, man. You never know. Stuff changes all the time. 
right now uh, I, I'm doing the key collector app thing that's that's keeping me posted, and this is not an ad yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, um, it's uh, fuck, you never know, you never know. I know that there's books coming out, or yeah, coming out uh, on this next new comic book day. As they release, they're already blowing up through the fucking roof. So we'll talk about that next week. Now, let's, uh, before I get into the overviews, I gotta tell you a little bit about some sponsorship. Hooked on Comics, baby. Brought to me by NSCLiveTV.com, the best in auction action to bring to you, the listener, and also put a couple bucks in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> Hooked on Comics, man. Hooked on Comics is another one of them damn places for amazing auction action. It's always an entertaining show. Uh, if, if <laughs> I like the bickering. It's almost like, like watching a reality show, but you're buying comics. It's like uh, hmm, the Osbournes without the rock and roll meets QVC meets uh, a comic book store. That's what Hooked on Comics is. <laughs> Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesdays at 5 Eastern and uh, Saturdays at uh, 7 Eastern. And you find them on NSCLiveTV.com, the Hooked on Comics Facebook Faced? It's not past tense. Facebook page, as well as the Cheers to Comics Facebook group page, where you know I share out the best in auction action. So join in the group as well. So Hooked on Comics, man. This is, like I said, <laughs> it's, this is fucking good comic book action. It really is. Awesome auctions and whew, whew, those bin sales, man. Those bin sales. They the shit. Alright. Now, overviews. Alright, we're gonna kick off the overviews with some indies. Uh yeah, I I just I had to start out with Chew. <laughs> uh Chew number one. I mean, come on. It's my most anticipated book of the entire year. I'm not gonna read anything before I read number or Chew. That's, that's how it's gonna be. We've got John Lehman. Well it should be. And we've got an art switch up with Dan Boltwood, and I gotta say fucking love it man uh it's it's reminiscent it's uh reflective of rob guillory's steez in style but it's still dan boltwood stylized in its own way it's beautiful man it's beautiful i got <laughs> all right so uh <clears throat> saffron chu she she a bad girl that's that's tony chu's sister as i said She's part of this team of robbers that are going to take down a bigger gang. Or she's a part of this gang, I guess. And they're about to go rob and take down a bigger, the next biggest gang in town. The Bukitanis. Um, now, they're all a bunch of fucking foodies themselves. And uh, Saffron's situation is, is that uh, whoever she eats with, she's able to gain their, their powers. I believe is how it goes. It's fucking, mm, it's awesome. But all the gang members, they all have their own little thingies. And <coughs> excuse me, they're all sitting down and they're munching before this this fucking this this heist, I guess. And we you know we're just kind of going around getting getting to know the gang, if you will, a little camaraderie. Well, uh. <laughs> Uh, then they go to the the, the the robbery thingy, and it goes wrong immediately, because the Bukatani show up, and they get caught. But suddenly, one of the, uh, the gang members, Miss Strong, she's their strong guy. She just starts, like, violently vomiting, and then someone else, uh, yeah, it becomes like this whole what-the-fuck's-going-on type of situation, and a bunch of fucking shooting happens between the gangs, and, uh, well, she gets shot in the fucking head. <laughs> Caught in the crossfire. Meanwhile, Saffron Chu and her partner, Mr. Locke, because, you know, she paired up with something. Yeah, she's part of a gang, but she's still got a partner. Uh, they, they get the fuck up out of there. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they peace out. And then some detectives arrive on the scene the next day. Can you guess who? You bet your goddamn ballsack it's uh, Tony Chu. Tony Chu shows up. Tastes a little bloody blood and immediately goes, ah, motherfucker. Because he knows. He knows. That's his thing. Uh, well, 
there's going to be an awkward dinner the next day, awkward family dinner. You know, everybody gets together. It's a little, you know, ah, the whole Chew family coming together. And then, you know, the, the, the final pages is essentially that awkward moment where Saffron and Tony are in the same room together. And uh, Tony knows that Saffron, she was a bad, bad girl. And Saffron kind of has an idea that Tony knows that she was a bad, bad girl. So... Strong, strong first issue. It really was. It had it was the it was the same tone as Chew in every way, shape, or form. Layman hasn't skipped a beat. If anything, he's picked up the fucking rhythm. It's oof, oof. It's fucking amazing, man. <laughs> it is. It's fucking amazing. Ah, uh, all right, all right. We got to talk about another badass number one. Uh, I don't have a lot to run down on this one, but I do want to make sure that you guys definitely know what the fuck Bliss is about. Bliss number one, it's Sean Lewis, who was just on the podcast recently, along with Caitlin Yarsky. Those two teaming back up together, I got the Caitlin Yarsky cover. Now, um, it's, it's <laughs> this is a, a book about the feels. You know, it's 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 not gonna be all uh, humorous like Chew. No, it's 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 really a swift kick in the dick. I'm not gonna lie. Or the nether regions, if you prefer non-gendered violence. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yes, we got this guy. We got this guy. He's got this sick kid, and he gets caught up with these bad people who kind of force him to do bad things. Now, why does he do these bad things? Uh, what does he get in return? Well, they provide him with this drug. Th- this this drug that essentially allows him to erase bad memories. So, um, and they said, look, you know, this, <laughs> it's going to help you get through. You got to do all these really shitty things to get to, to get what you need to save your son. But you don't have to live with that on your mind, man. Because we got this drug, dude. And it's a drug, so nothing can ever go wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, Bliss was a super strong first issue. It really was. It, it was It was beautiful to look at. It. Oh, man. Sean Lewis. You guys will know this name, Sean Lewis, in a fucking big, big way soon. I know he's done Coyotes, and he's done... Uh, fucking thumbs and the dude. That was a the, the few. He's a killer. He's a killer. And now Bliss. I think Bliss is gonna be his biggest book. I do. Um, it's yeah. So there you go. There you go. Now let's move over to an IDW book. We've got a one shot here. We've got Canto and the Clockwork Fairies. Uh, yeah, Canto's back. David Boer, Drew Zucker, and Victoria Stone. Do a little, uh, do a little one shot before we get into volume two of Canto. Now, the Clockwork Fairies. This is this is fucking awesome shit. Oh, and you know, Zucker did the A cover as well. Now, Canto uh, and his little clan. This this issue takes place right after the events of Volume One. I'm not gonna get into spoilers on that in case you haven't read it yet. Um, but, you know, Kanto and his clan, they're making their way to a new home, and, uh, you know, Kanto and Malarix are, you know, they're just playing around in the woods, doing what they do, being playful and joyful, and yay, glee, everything's good, and then they hear this cry for help, they hear this cry for help, and they look down in the hole, and they hear the cry for help in the hole, and then they follow the cry for help in the hole, and we got a little bit of fairies, a whole lot of fa- actually, the Malarex falls into the hole, and then Kanto follows after, and when Kanto tracks down the Malarex, goes into this room, and it's a bunch of caged thingies, mostly clockwork fairies, but also the Malarex. The Malarex passed out cold. Passed out fucking cold. Um, and then, you know, we got this, this clockwork fairy explaining, look, there's this witch, and this, this, this witch, well, she, she just, she's had us down here forever, and she clipped our wings and gave us these other wings that aren't as awesome, but, I mean, kind of fly, so I'll take it, and yeah, um, help a fairy out. So, K- 
Kanto, being the hero that he is, is like, yeah, sure. And then he turns around, there's a fucking witch. There's a fucking witch, and this witch does this thing. She casts this little spell, and then she just takes off. And then Kanto wakes up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happens with this spell. Maybe she just realizes, I can't take on Kanto right now. Um, I got shit to do. I'm just going to knock his ass out. And uh, I'll come back and cage him in a bit. But for whatever reason, he just wakes up on the floor there. She's gone and fucking uh, opens up the cage. I don't know if I missed something, but yeah, it is what it is. She's just fucking we, which is like, eh, we'll do this later. Another time. Peace, bitches. Well, maybe she just didn't realize that Kanto would be one to free all of them fairies. And that's what that Kanto does. Frees all the fairies, all the clockwork fairies. Go, yay, thank you. Beep, 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 beep. And then Kanto's like, my work here is not done. I got a witch to fuck up. And Kanto and the Malarks go and track down the witch. And the witch is like, I'm too powerful, motherfucker. I'm just way too powerful. You can't take me on your own. And Kanto's like, well, guess what? I ain't on my own, bitches. And all of the clockworks show up to... Yeah, and that's that's the fucking little... <laughs> little one-shot there. The little hold you over. The little appetizer before volume two of Kanto. I loved it. I did. Um, like I said, the whole like witch showing up and magic him, throwing magic at his face, and then just kind of leaving him be thing just confused me a wee bit. Once again, um, I am rather stupid, so I probably missed something very obvious. But regardless, I was entertained throughout this whole goddamn book. I love me some Kanto. He's becoming just a character that I can't help but just ah uh, be super stoked when I see his little fucking helmet. So, yeah, man, uh, I I recommend this book to all, to all, even if you've never read Kanto, it's a fun fucking book, uh, but you're going to want to get on the volume one if you want some backstory, that's for sure, but without backstory, still an awesome read. Uh, that does it for the indies this week. I've got just a couple of DC books to talk about. We've got Shazam number 13, Jeff Johns, Dale Eaglesham, and um, Michael Atea. Alright, so it's been revealed that Mr. Mind is behind uh, the, well, in the body, controlling the body of Billy's dad. And yeah, he's just kind of, <laughs> he's got his warriors from the, the, the magic lands, you know, the, 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 from the monster land and the, 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 the all of them. All, why can't I think of any of the other ones? The, the, the animal lands, like, you, you get it, you get it. We've, we've done this for 12 issues now. Um, so he's got his little army. And, well, it's up to the, the fucking Shazam kids to battle it out, right? Well, meanwhile, Savannah... <laughs> um, Savannah has Billy's foster parents as leverage. And essentially he's like, hey man, you know, Mr. Mind, he's gonna kill your parents if you don't you know, surrender. That's how this is gonna happen. And he's like explaining, "Look, your uh, <laughs> your dad. You might as well let him go. He is not here for you. It's not like he showed up." And then we we're like, "Hey, let's take that on. We've been behind this reunion the whole time. And uh, your your dad was never about you, kid. Like this, uh, nothing. Your relationship with him has not changed. This is all us in his ear, literally." So, yeah, man, um, sorry, kid. <laughs> so at this point, Billy's like, all right, well, fuck, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? Release my parents. And Savannah says, well, you got to read from this magic spell book. And it's going to transfer all of y'all's chosen one's powers into, you know, Mr. Mine. And he's going to fuck some shit up. Because, you know, evil. And Billy says, well, okay, I guess I'll do that. And he's going through and he's reading these spells. And he apparently secretly reads a spell to himself that no one catches. And the, the spell, it kind of uh, and, and unlocks all these doors. And, <laughs> well, and I guess that's the spell he's supposed to be reading. That's, that's what it is. He reads these spells to be unlocking all of the, the, the magic land doors poignantly. Which is bad. Because... It's gonna, you know, I mean, for obvious reasons. You can't do that. Those doors are locked for a reason. There's bad shit behind there. Shit that wife don't understand. So, 
uh, yeah, man, but then Billy's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking, like, secretly say a shrinking spell and shit, and then I'm gonna get into my dad's brain, and I'm gonna punch fucking Mr. Mind in the face whilst in my papa's ear. Literally. So, uh, yeah, that's what he does. He fucking... Oh, we don't get to see him really punch Mr. Mind in the face yet. But we get that, uh, we get that little confrontation. Should be a good one. I'm still loving Shazam. I think Shazam has been a thousand percent consistent every single issue. I've yet to feel anything dud out. Uh, the, the art's always amazing. And I think just Jeff Johns is killing it on this character. I think it's a perfect family book. I do. And I love it just as, a, yeah, me. <laughs> um, oh, Batman Beyond, number 45. Uh, Dan Jurgens and Paul Pelletier, along with Norm Ratman and Chris Sotomayor. And Dan Moore, cover. Alright, so we we get the backstory of why da- or how Damian Wayne got into, uh, or well, I mean, yeah, into the situation that he was in, where he got knocked the fuck out, and uh, he, Batman had to show up and help help a help a brother out, if you will. <laughs> uh, Zero. Damian Wayne got caught up with this motherfucker named Zero, and he, Zero is a part of Raja. He's like Raja Ghoul's first whatever. Um, and this is all part of the uh, League of Assassins. You know, Damian Wayne being the grandson of Raja Ghoul, blah, blah, blah. Raja Ghoul is about to actually die for real, for real this time, and it's time to bring on a successor. So it only makes sense that it would be Damian Wayne. Um, yeah, man, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the Lazarus pits, the Lazarus pits aren't going to work anymore, you can only Lazarus pit so many times, um, so Damien's given this task to lead the League of Assassins, and eventually he ends up betraying the plan, and, uh, Zero and the League of Assassins vow to kill Damien, so he's on the run, and that's how he got in the position he's in now, uh, He's all in the the little bat cave area. It's not really the bat cave anymore, but you get it. It's the the interim bat cave. How many times am I going to use that word in this podcast? A little hideout, if you will. Uh, and yeah, man, fucking they 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 see a bunch of destruction outside, and, uh, and Terry and Bruce and everyone. Uh, it was like well, fucking shit. They're here. They're coming for me. Bruce is like, that's not possible. There's no way they can know exactly where you are. It's not a thing. And they realize they're not coming for him. They're trying to lure him out by fucking up the city hardcore. So, Batman to the rescue. And Batman shows up out there, Terry. And he's, you know, he's doing his best, but this, this, this tech that Zero's using, and it's just too massive. There's just too much going on for one little bat to... To, to take out on his own. But thankfully, there's two little bats. <laughs> Memba. Memba that time there was a Neo Batwoman? Well, we got Neo Batwoman. She's back. Despite what we were led to believe with, you know, our talk between her her daddy dick and herself saying, okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Fine. I won't do it. I won't be Batwoman. Whatever you say. Well, she's Batwoman and she shows up with an upgraded suit and she's got a fucking sweet ass blue. A very, a blue very familiar one would almost call it a Nightwing blue, but that's not it. Nightwing shows up. I guess he's not really Nightwing. Dick Grayson shows up as well, and he's all fucking superheroed out and ready to fuck some shit up. So we've got Terry McGinnis. Um, uh, fuck, I can never remember her name. Neo Batwoman, and Dick Grayson, all in costume, all getting ready. To, oh my god. How is how why why is nobody talking about Batman Beyond but me? Why is that? That that's 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 fucking insane. This this book is incredible. It is. And I got nothing but great things to say about Batman Beyond. Um let's talk Batman again. Let's talk Batman ninety five. James Tiny in the fourth, Jorge Jimenez and Tomal Moray. Um I got the Jimenez and Moray cover A. On this one. Uh, Alright. Alright. So, 
the Batman's fortune has been overtaken by Joker, and now this issue is essentially Batman just trying to get that shit back. Give him back his money. So he shows up into the back cave, or one of the back caves, and, you know, he just gets blown the fuck up. Punchline has a, 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 a plan for him, she's waiting for him, and yeah, uh, Batman gets bazookaed. Sorry, not getting in that door. So he's got to go to another hideout. In the meantime, uh, Lucius Fox, he's being detained, and he's got the crazy, creepy Joker face, and they're trying to get into his brain and figure out all of the secrets and whatnot, but he's doing a pretty good job of keeping Hush Hush. Well, uh, Batman shows up to another hideout. This time, Punchline's there waiting for him. And she kind of, you know, he's, <laughs> she she knows more about the fucking tech and gadgets at this point than Batman because she is able to get into Lucius' head. Apparently, Lucius has developed this new bat suit that not even Batman has seen yet. Now, Batman is aware of this suit and he's starting to worry that, oh shit, there's tech out there that <laughs> supposed to be for me that now the Joker and Punchline have. That's bad, okay? My fucking throat. Well, Batman shows up to that one, um, face-to-face with uh, the, the, the punchline. Well, uh, if you guys remember, Batman got into a real nasty fight with Deadshot uh, a couple of issues ago. And he's he's not in great shape. Like, he's still bleeding out and all of this. He's, he's fucking, you wouldn't know, because he's Batman. And, uh, yeah, fucking... Well, Punchline recognizes this, and she's like, hey, you're weak, Batsy. Oh, she doesn't call him Batsy. She wouldn't She wouldn't <laughs> say that. But she says you're weak, and uh, check this out. Gas. She gasses, and she's like, I've been building up my immune system for a year. This shit don't affect me, but you, you're about to go night-night. Batman says, I, I can't go night-night right now, so he runs away. He runs away, and while he's running away, he's starting to hallucinate. Um, he's starting to hear Alfred's voice in his head. And at first, it was just so natural to, to you know, see the little fucking communication from Alfred come in. And then it dawned on me. Fuck, what the fuck? Like, Alfred, how is this? Mm-hmm. Got me too. Tricked me too. Maybe I was hallucinating. <gasps> Did I even read this book? So that was Batman number 95. <laughs> That does it for the DC, y'all. That does it for the DC. I got a few Marvel books to talk about now. Just a few. Uh, We're going to talk X-Men Fantastic Four, number four. This is Chip Zarsky. This is Terry Dodson. This is Rachel Dodson. And colors by Laura Martin. Uh, The Dodsons also did the cover A as well. There's a bunch of covers to choose from, but I dug me the cover A, as I have been with this series. So, uh, Doom... Doctor Doom, if you, I know it's kind of been a minute since we've had an issue of this, but uh, Doom feels disrespected by the mutants. They showed up and, well, some Latverians accidentally got killed. They thought they were fighting Doom bots, but there were real people in there. Doom feels disrespected, so he has now declared a war on mutants. This not good. Uh, <laughs> so, while all this is going on, Franklin, uh, the whole reason they were there, he's just, he's just being powered up so that he could reach his true potential as a mutant. Doom thinks this is a great idea. Um, X-Men, hmm, they would rather be doing this themselves on Krakoa. That's why we got this whole confrontation here. Um, so, yeah. At this point, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four are essentially having to team up to take on Doom. And uh, Katie... Kate, it's not Katie. Uh, it's Kate. Kate Pride. She she's a big part of this book. She's probably the main, the main X Men involved in all of this, and she's actually the one that able able to free Franklin from the whole uh, power up situation. At first, Franklin's like, "No, we got to do this, man." And then he st- he hears that what's going on around him is involving dead people, and he doesn't like this. He's like, "Wait a second, motherfuckers are dying over this." Nope, I'm out. Get me out of here. And Kate Pride phases through the little thingies and gets him the fuck out. Now, uh, this this may have caused some some damage because the procedure wasn't complete. What this damage is, we're not totally sure. Um, but they definitely gave a big hint that this may have fucked some shit up. Let's put it that way. 
Uh, at this point, you know, once uh, Franklin's free, Doom's like, well, I mean, we could stop fighting now, but the war's not over. Just so you know, y'all fucked up big time. Fucked up big time. Uh, I'm probably going to try to get Franklin back. And the X-Men are like, mm, no, we're taking all of the mutants here. Whether they're Latvarian or not, we're taking them all back to Krakoa because they're more Krakoan than Latvarian. And that's our thing. And Doom says, well, that's not going to be good for you. And the X-Men say, well, come at me, bro. And Doom's just like, I tell you what, maybe you guys should just leave. And uh, so that's that's what's kind of what happens. But not before Franklin also decides to go to Krakoa. And this time, not on a, I fucking hate you, mom, type of terms. It's And obviously, that's not what it was before, but it wasn't a... He, he, it's, it's for the right reasons, and even the Fantastic Four at this point, they're like, dude, dog, portals, Krakow and portals are a thing now, we could see in like, a few seconds, not a big deal, not a big deal, now, I, I, that would have just been the conversation to begin with, we would have never had all of this death and more, but, I don't know, maybe there's a lesson to be learned there, maybe mediate a little bit better before you fucking start throwing punches, just saying, I fucking love this book. <laughs> I love this book, but guess what? It's not over. That's just the first fucking act. <laughs> the the X-Men continue to flex hard in this issue. Franklin goes up to the thing, uh, to Krakoa, but meanwhile, the X-Men come back. The X-Men come back, and they have a little meeting with Reed. And, you know, you'd think it'd be like a progress report. Hey, your boy's doing great, and blah, blah, blah. No, they straight fucking lean on him because they find out uh, that Reed Richards has developed a uh, this device. Now, this device, for what he's developed, he doesn't plan on using it for what it could be used for. Uh, I mentioned these portals. He wants to be able to see his son more. There's more and more portals popping up, so he's trying to figure out a way so he can go through them himself. So he develops this device that essentially... Uh, is able to do like the mutant human cloaking thing. Um, now, uh, like I said, it's solely so he could just go through the portals. But there's a the thing is is that you, you can take away a mutant's powers with this type of device, and the mutants Xavier and Magneto ain't having none of that at all. So. Uh, they, they, they show up, and at first it's like, a, hey, Reed, how you doing? Some tea and whatnot. And then Reed realizes, oh, shit, you're in my head, Magneto. Uh, or, uh, Xavier. And Xavier, like I said, he just flat out says, look, this device, it's not going to be a thing. And I'm also going to tamper with your brain to the point where you will never, ever, ever know how to replicate any device like this ever again. Uh, you fucked with the wrong people. Not a thing. Sorry, man. And it's, honestly, it's kind of, like, scary. Like, these mutants are not to be fucked with. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what happens there. And then you see in the final pages, like, Reed's journal of, you know, the, the, the fucking, this device just is erased as well. And, man, this was a great fucking issue. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if they would have just ended it with the, uh, hey, Franklin's going back, and we could have probably just had this conversation to begin with type of thing. I probably wouldn't be as high on this issue, but the way, (laughs) with them coming in like they did, Xavier just flat out all up in Reed Richards' head. (laughs) That was fucking gnarly, dude. That was gnarly. So if you're not, yeah, Fantastic Four X-Men, awesome stuff. Um, Let's, uh... Let's talk Daredevil, shall we? Daredevil number 21, Legacy 633. It's Chip Zarsky, it's Marco Coquetto, and it's Mattia Lacona. Uh, Julian Titino Tedesco doing the cover, as well he should be. Guys, come on. Um, the, the last issue was amazing, uh, and it, this issue picks up right where that left off, and it's Daredevil turning himself in now. Uh, the mayor order mayor Fisk orders Daredevil's arrest, and Daredevil says, "All right, cool, fine, take me in for the murder. I I I deserve it. And this is what it is." 
and I would like Detective Cold to be the one to slap on the cuffs. So he does, and the whole time, uh, you know, on the way to the, 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 the precinct, I guess, to be booked, Cole has a, uh, uh, he, he's actually trying to talk Daredevil out of it. Which, I mean, goes to, it says a lot considering what their relationship was at the beginning of this series. And as they're on their way and he's like, hey, you shouldn't do this. Fucking car pulls out in front of him and it's foggy. Foggy shows up and Foggy's like, dude, dare, uh, fucking, yeah, Daredevil, you, you can't do this. You know, you realize that if you get booked, your identity's going to be revealed. And Daredevil's like, well, fuck, so be it. And Foggy's like, no, that's that's bad. Uh, people around you will die. You know, that's why you have the secret identity. It's to protect the ones around you you love. But I got an idea. And the idea is actually pretty brilliant. We've seen numerous times in the Marvel Universe uh, superheroes appearing in court as witnesses. Well, they don't have to give up their secret identity to do that. So Foggy goes to the prosecutor and says, hey, I got this deal here. Uh, why don't we just book him as Daredevil? And you could be the guy to book the first superhero, I guess. And well, the prosecutor agrees. So when he shows up to, you know, to do the thingy and turn himself in, he, Daredevil shows up in costume, in full costume, uh, to the, the prosecutor, and the guy's like, alright, check this out. Um, we're gonna do this, but you're gonna show me who the fuck you are, dude. And Matt takes off his mask, and he realize the, the 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 prosecutor realizes that oh shit, you worked me for me, you son of a fucking bitch, and he's just he's he's even more furious. You can tell he's gonna come after him even harder now. And uh, yeah, fucking Daredevil's about to go to jail as Daredevil. How's that gonna work? Like he's just always gonna wear a mask all the time in jail. It's not like he's doing like six months. He's going for murder, so. Oof, he's going to be chafed on the face, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you got to read you guys some Daredevil. I'm telling you, it's some of the best stuff out there. It really is. And then, uh, last but not least, for the overviews from Marvel, we've got Empire, Avengers number one, Jim Zub, Carlos, uh, Magno, and Espen. So, Steve McNiven and Maury Hollowell did the cover A on this one. There's a fuck ton of covers to choose from. Uh, the Kotati. The Kotati versus the Kree Scroll Alliance is taking place. That little war, that battle is taking place on the moon. Uh, the Kotati have tried to lay claim to that little area on Earth's moon, and they say no. Meanwhile, they also say after we're done with this, we're going to go to Earth and kill all living animals. Well, Humans are animals as well. And the Avengers, oh, they're ready to plan for that. While the Kree up there fighting, uh, the, the, well, the Kree and the Scrolls are up there fighting the Kotati, the Avengers are coming up with a defense plan. So they send a bunch of magic users like Dr. Voodoo and whatnot to apparently fight and go to the Savage Lands because there's some shit going on there as well. Some reports that the Kotati have already made it there. So we got a magic user fight down in the Savage Lands with the Kotati. Come on. Oh, and by the way, the Black Knight is becoming very relevant again. The Black Knight joins the magic users, so sweet-ass action down there. Um, but the, the the biggest thing out of all this while they're down in the Savage Lands, um, keep in mind the plant people, they be controlling plants, essentially. It's just a bunch of overpowered poison ivies uh, without the, the sexy kisses. Man-Thing. They have Man-Thing on their side now. Uh, one would say a giant-sized Man-Thing. That's bad. That's really, really bad. And then Shauna's right there. So you see Kazar and fucking Voodoo, like, versus Man-Thing and Shauna. And it's, oof, oof, oof. Ah, fun stuff, man. <laughs> fun fucking stuff. Uh, I'm, I, I really am liking this Empire series. I, I was kind of meh after reading Incoming. When that came out, it really kind of uh, didn't do it for me. But now I bit my lip and I got into Empire and now I'm fucking here, man. I'm fucking here. I'm in this series. So uh, that does it for the overviews this week. I got a bunch more books to talk about in shorter form. Uh, but first, I'm going to take a little break and I will be right back. Right after you listen to these words from other people. Season two, 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 season two,
talk uh let's talk some more books i only got the last leg of this here podcast uh i picked up a lot more books than i've talked about uh the the ratio of overview books to uh <laughs> well i guess not overview books it's huge it was, it was just a fucking big week man so i just because i didn't give it a a rundown doesn't mean it's not worthy of being talked about so i gotta i gotta talk about my honorable mentions man uh, Wolverine number three came out. Uh, looks like we're fixing to start a war with Russia. That's that's what's happening there. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, X Men. Uh, the the Empire tie-in. The the four part. They're gonna do four issues on this. Emp- this was a great issue. It really was. I cannot say enough great things about it. Uh, to be perfectly honest, the only reason I didn't give it an overview is because I probably would have spent about 10 minutes alone on that book just because of how in-depth it was. I mean, it's it's Hickman, but fuck, man. It was so good. This this four, I think this is, I'm going to call it right now, the X-Men Empire tie-ins will be the best of all the tie-ins. Just saying it. Uh, another Empire tie-in was uh, Emperor Hulkling. This is the uh, origin story of how Hulkling became to be the Kree uh, Scroll Emperor, Uniter, if you will. Backstory there. Uh, now, I will say this. This is probably the most LGBTQ-friendly book I've ever read. Uh, I mean, it, it is... Yeah, it is very progressive for sure. I'm not I'm not fucking saying neither here nor there about that. I'm just letting you know if you know someone that's looking for something like, hey, I want to be a part of something and blah 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 and comics and this this may be a thing, man. Um but it's it's still fairly important read as well as far as the Empire tie-ins go. But for the most part I could have just summed it up and said backstory. Uh, the Empire Avengers, number one, wait, no, wait, what is this one, is Empire Avengers, Empire, fuck, I don't know, uh, <laughs> oh, shit, I lost it, whatever, which one was it, see, they made this so fucking confusing, yeah, no, Avengers Empire, uh, okay, I just put it in the wrong, that's what I thought, uh, Empire number two. So the actual main story. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is plant people still fucking it all up, man. This is just the next the next issue in the thing. Uh, big things happen though. Fucking Carol Danvers gets handed over uh, a hammer, and she becomes a Cree accuser. And whew, she's back to that green suit. She looks dope. Um. Man, this this year has actually been the year that has changed my mind on Carol Danvers. I, I, I really dig it. I really dig it. Empire is a great series. It has been a lot of fun. Some mutant books. Hellions, number two. Uh, this is actually, you know, I'd, here's the deal. After issue one, I thought, well, this is unnecessary. Well, issue two is actually, you know, I mean, it's very relevant within the rest of this, this mutant universe. It's all tying in very nicely. There's... I dig it, man. I do. It, it, it's just a fun read. It didn't necessarily... I mean, I couldn't find a whole lot to, you know, give you the whole scoop on as far as a rundown goes, but just I thought for... Usually the second or the first issue is way stronger than the second, and then it'll dip back up. But with this one, I was like, all right, well, that last one just didn't quite do it for me. I'm trying to get into these X-Men books, and then boom. Number two was awesome. So I'm glad I just kind of... Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I went with it there. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man Sins Rising Prelude. It, like I said, I, I couldn't give this one a rundown because I would have pretty much had to give you a talk bubble or talk balloon by talk balloon, panel by panel type of situation. It's a fucked up dark story. It's not happy-go-lucky in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it, yeah, just... Mm. Um... 
Let's see. Oh, Ranger Slayer, number one. I uh, I admittedly just didn't get around to it because it's a... I guess it's not as thick of a book as I thought. Why is this book $8? It's not that thick. What the fuck? I don't know. So, uh, oh, I guess that would be a, another thing at the speculation lottery. Apparently this book reveals a darker version of uh, like a Rita Ranger or something like that. A dark Rita Ranger? Dark Ranger? I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I guess I missed that with the speculation lottery. Hmm. Uh, no heroin, number one. I guess I could say speculation book, but it's not like it's a... Oh, this is the first time. No, this is just... A hot indie book right now. Frank Gogol is on the rise. He's very good at marketing himself. He's very good at uh, creating a demand for his books, and he has succeeded in that. No Heroin is just one of those series, man. Fucking, he did it with Dead End Kids, and he 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 knows how to get people to want his shit. That's for sure. He's been on the podcast, and yeah, um, I I didn't read it this week because, to be honest, I read it like two fucking months ago. Because uh, he was on the podcast and he let me read it, so uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's vampires and stuff. You know, uh, my, here's the deal: I don't like fucking needles. I don't like needles at all. There's a lot of needle action going on in this book, so that's it's it's just gonna be it, it's it's. <sighs> I'm not gonna read it. I'm gonna collect it because I know it's popular. All right, not well. That sounds silly to say. Not because I know it's popular. Because I know that it will retain value, and uh, that was such a silly. I, I wish I could. You know, I have a podcast. I could totally erase what I said, but no, I'm 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 not gonna edit that out. Uh, d- let this be a lesson. Don't collect things just because they're popular. Uh, however, I am collecting it because I n- have faith in the career that is Frank Gogol's, and I would like to say that I own his earlier stuff. So that's that's what's going on there. Ah, uh, yeah. No heroin, number one. Uh, the Resistance, number three. This is from Upshot. Uh, I read the first issue of this, and I thought, holy fuck. This is uh, just insanely on the nose right now. Now, it's going six issues, and I'm going to wait till the sixth issue comes out, and I'm just going to read it to the max. AWA upshot killing it. It's J. Michael Straczynski. It's Mike Diodoto Jr. It's come on, guys. Those names sell books. Let's do this. Uh, Zafiora and the Trump. Yeah, Sean McArdle's also been on the podcast. We talked about the Fuhrer and the Tramp. I loved issue one so goddamn much. I thought, well, you know what? Let's wait for the story arc to end. I believe. Yeah, this is a five-issue limited series here. So once the fish one fish one the fifth one comes out i am going to be reading it to its fullest i giggled it laughed it's fucking awesome shit i hope i hope the 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 issues are just as good as the first one the the, the rest of the series is what i'm trying to say it's just good is just as good as the first one uh teenage mutant ninja turtles urban legends urban legends number 25 the uh the the story continues to completion finally i think this is going to go 28 issues like it's supposed to i was under the impression it's going 30 but i guess not uh i could be wrong on that still but the fact is is that hey this is all new story to the very old urban legends arc that was put out there so yeah for all the people that have been waiting all them years like 20 years or something like that there you go uh, Justice League Dark, number 24. Eventually, I'll go through and catch up on Justice League Dark. Or I won't, but in the meantime, I'll have all 24 issues in my collection. Uh, Star Wars, Dr. Afra number 2. Uh, I don't know dick about Dr. Afra, but I feel like it's time I start collecting more Star Wars outside of just Darth Vader stuff. So I've, I've been trying to be better at that. Uh, when I get around to it, who fucking knows? But in the meantime, better to have and not need than need and not have. Uh, Confucius say. <laughs> Sorry. New Mutants number 11. I said I was going to read this book. But it came out on a book where I had too much to read. So, fuck. Still not reading New Mutants. <laughs> Decorum, number three. I think this is a six-parter from Hickman. 
Yeah, I'll get around to that when uh, there's nine days in the week. But in the meantime, I have it. I, I'm starting to like Hickman more and more. I'm starting to understand his, his way of going about things. You know, I just kind of know, expect, okay, big setup. The uh, plotline, 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 plotline. Try to figure out what to remember. Try to figure out what to remember, and then pay off. So that's that's what's going on there. I'll get to it eventually, one of these days. Uh, shit, I think that does it. Yeah, that does it for the honorable mentions. Like I said, you know, there's still plenty of stuff to read that I didn't go through and spoil for you. That's for sure. Um, I, you know, fucking good shit this week, guys. Just because something's in the honorable mention pile doesn't mean it's not good. That is not what that pile is at all. It's just if I did a rundown on every single one of these books, we'd be only halfway through the show. Can't do that to you. I understand how valuable your time is. You got other awesome podcasts to listen to, like ODPH and fucking Nerd Cantina and awesome ones, awesome ones. So, uh, let's talk wall books, shall we? Let's talk about the books that I pick up for the covers. Some of the best sexy shelf books of the week. You know, these fucking wall books, man. They're, the cover art is just as important sometimes. Oh, shit, I forgot. I also picked up the Joker Harley uh, Criminal Sanity Secret Files book as well. I'll get around to that eventually, too. So, bam. Now, <laughs> that wraps up honorable mentions. Uh, no heroin. I picked up the uh, you know one of the variants for No Heroin. The one that was available through Diamond. Uh, I, I guess there's a bunch of, like, Peach Momoko variants. Uh, not a bunch, but there's Peach Momoko variants. or Steel variants and all that shit for this one. Uh, but no, I just, I just grabbed the, uh, the, the, the fucking, the one that they had solicited on. Who did this? I forget who did this cover. It's a great cover, though. I really do dig it. Mostly because there's no needles on it. That helps. That helps. Um, I did pick up the fourth printing of Star Wars Rise of Kylo Ren number one. Uh, and fucking still Clayton Crane. It's just, uh, you know, they change up the color a little bit on it. This Rise of Kylo Ren stuff, man, it's, uh, it's good stuff. I can't wait to really get into it, but I hear great stuff. Let's put it that way. I can't speak for myself when I say it's good stuff, but I love Kylo Ren and people really dig in this fucking series or dug that series. To the point where, I mean, it's how long ago now? And they put out a fourth print? It says so, uh, quite a bit. Uh, I'm trying to get all of these action figure variants for this Empire series right now. Uh, for Empire number two, it's a She-Hulk Human Torch action figure combo pack variant. I dig it. I dig it. John Tyler Christopher doing his thing. It's cool stuff. Cool, cool stuff. Uh, yeah, I think I'm missing a couple, though, because, well, Diamond. Uh, um, I picked up the Boss Logic variant for Sins Rising. This, I, it's Boss Logic, guys. He, he doesn't do a whole lot of comic book covers, which, you know, considering the amount of his work has revolved around the comic book industry, you think he'd get slated for more, but nope, this is good shit. This is a fucking sweet cover. Boss Logic's the shit. Uh, oh, man. We've got Detective Comics number 1024. This is a fucking sweet Libra Mayho cover. Looks like he's punching out the Joker there. I, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Libra Mayho is my favorite Batman artist now. I think he's just, he just does it the best. I love his bat suit the most. And then the lastly, but not leastly, of course, I picked up the Francesco Mattina variant for Batman 95. Did you see that shit? Look at that Joker. Love that Joker, man. Love that Joker. Holy fuck, guys. Uh, great books. Great, great books this week. I, uh, I, I, I urge you. <laughs> I urge you. If you haven't started the pull list, go start a fucking pull list. But get these books on your list, man. Don't miss out on this stuff. If there was ever a time to be a comic book fan, albeit a confusing time, but still a beautiful time. 
uh, it, these these books, guys, these stories are awesome. I know there's going to be a lot of old people out there, and I'm calling out a lot of old people saying, mm, fucking, fucking, you heard that before. And yeah, I've even gone on to acknowledge that, yes, a lot of these stories are recycled stories, but that doesn't mean they're bad. You don't recycle bad stories. There's aren't enough to recycle good stories and just kind of keep them fresh enough in their own way to still make them interesting, even for somebody that may have read the another version of that story. So, yeah, um, great time to be a comic book fan is what I'm trying to say there. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, it's about been a podcast here. I got to urge you all, I urge you, to uh, follow the show on Twitter, jump in the Cheers to Comics Facebook group, uh, get on that Instagram, and uh, yeah, leave five star reviews more than anything. Uh, that's that's the if you want to do one good deed this week, one good deed, and I'm not just saying this; it really is a good deed you will be doing. Go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and leave a five-star review for Cheers to Comics. Seriously, it does wonders for this show. We are climbing in the algorithms. I can feel it as the reviews come in. We're about to... Come on, guys. Let's get Cheers to Comics on the charts. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. Um, also, you know, if you feel super inclined, head on over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cheers to Comics. And, uh, yeah, uh, fucking leave, leave a buck. Leave a buck. Get some content. Get some content that only patrons can get. And, uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know what? I want you guys, you slurds, you slurds, I want y'all to be safe. Uh, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Uh, read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast.